Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. Well, good morning, good morning, everyone. My name is Jason Miles, and this is Real Estate 360, the and, show. And this is Steve Connolly, and yes, it's Real Estate 360. So, uh, how do you like my suit today? I'm loving the suit, Steve. Yeah. I'm I, loving I'm, I mean, for all of you at home, GQ. Man. It's not single, though. We already went through that a couple episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know I promised bling. It's coming. You know. There's more. Oh, there's way more. And uh, and there's some other stuff I heard that uh, one of the ladies here in the studio said, man, I, I got to watch the show because I got to find out what that crazy Steve is going to do next, you know. So uh, this is not that crazy, but, you know, this is in uh, kind of, I'm taking, I'm giving homage, if you will, to uh, our guest is coming on here shortly. His name is Sammy Hadid. And, yes. Uh, he's a realtor. And, you know, I just knew Sammy was going to be in a three-piece suit. He, he, or something he does, like that. He does like to uh, dress to the nines, as yes, one might say. Yes, he does. He does that. But I got to tell you, you know, there's a lot of investors that are listening to this right now that are saying, ah, oh, there's a realtor coming on there. It's not really worth my time. Well, that's just not the case. You know, Sammy has worked with us now for, oh, a couple years, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a learning curve, not just for him, but for us. And uh, we found ways to work together. Uh, that weren't very difficult. You know, he's got a great selling process that I think every investor should should know about, in all honesty. Well, let's just talk about realtors in general because we don't want to take away from what Sammy's going to say. That's right. During his segment. But, you know, uh, as investors, the question is, do you want to be a realtor and an investor? Mm. Or do you want to work with realtors as an investor? And to me, the answers to those questions are in the order. I just pose them mm -hmm. no and yes. Mm -hmm. That's just, but that's just me. Now, some people say, well, you know, you can save all that money if you're the, the realtor and the investor. Yeah, but you're doing a whole lot of work and you're having to fill, fulfill the obligations of being a realtor and, you know, dealing with all the rules and regulations that realtors have to deal with. Right. It's that whole opportunity cost thing, right? Exactly. So, Yes, you can save some money, but you're spending a lot of time, time that could be spent finding more deals, time that could be spent, you know, putting people in the place that makes you more money. You know, more often than not, people are really, really losing focus on what it means to make money and how to really do it. It's not making as much as you can from, you know, the sale of any good or service, right? right. It's just not that. You might make half as much hiring the right people, but you're doing it 20 more times. You know, it's it's really, I don't know about you, but I don't want to work more. Yeah. I want to work less. That's right. You know, and if you, if you structure things, uh, your business, when I say things, I mean your business. Yes. Uh, so that you have enough money to pay people and pay them well for what they do. Yeah. We don't really negotiate stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of times, sometimes we do, but, you know, depending on what it is. But, we, you know, we'll just say, you know, let's find the best Yeah. At what, at what they do. That's right. And then let's just let them do what they do. That's right. And we can go do what we do. Because we, be, we can do what we do better. We're the best at what we do. That's exactly right. And that's another great point you bring up. You know, so many people are trying to figure out, how to get stronger where they're weak. 
You know, right? What a waste of time, <laughs> right? Thank you're you. strong at what you're strong at. Be strong there, right? You need something done that you're weak at. Go find someone who's strong where you're weak, because the time and the energy it's going to take for you to fix that and and develop that, it's just not worth it when you're in the mix. When you're in the heat of battle and you know you need a sniper, it's not time to practice. <laughs> right? You know That's what I'm right. saying? So go get a sniper and have him on deck. And you do what you do well. And, you know, the reason that people do what they do well is probably because they like doing it. Absolutely. And if they don't do things well, it's probably because they're really avoiding it and they don't really want to do it. That's right. So why force yourself into doing stuff you don't want to do and you don't like to do when you can just specialize a little bit, structure the business right, Make sure there's money in there to hire the people, the contractors, you know, the insurance people. Mm. I don't want to be an insurance salesman. Yeah. You know, I want to call the guy that sells me the insurance, you know, he does, he knows all about that. I don't want to be the realtor. (laughs) I don't want to show the house. I don't want to do all that because, you know, the realtors also know where the financing is. Yes. And that's critical in the sale of these properties. Well, now I'm talking retail, of course. Right. You know, when we're talking retail and dealing with the retail customers. Now, there's a whole other aspect of the investor side of a realtor, too. So let me ask you this about that. Yeah, man. How often would you say that you use a realtor to buy properties that you will either renovate or wholesale? I would say about 25 to 60. 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. So it is, well, that's a big gap, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> but <Depends>. so, <laughs> it truly does. But, <laughs> but what you're saying there is, it, it, what you're saying actually goes against the grain of what a lot of investors will, will say and will do. I mean, the, the, the school of thought is, hey, listen, I don't want to buy anything that's listed. Why would I want to do that? Right. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it depends. You know, if it's if it comes across my desk and hey, I was just looking around at stuff over the weekend and I saw this house that was like three thousand square feet on because I'd put in some search parameters. I said, okay, three thousand square feet over a hundred acres. Wow! And so, and I just was kind of searching the whole Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Kentucky area, and and uh, and I found one for three hundred ninety five. $395,000, not $395. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I said, wow, that's a heck of a deal. On 100 acres? 100 acres. That's a lot. I know. That's a lot. Guess what? It's listed. Yeah. Why wouldn't I buy that? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not about necessarily whether it's listed or not. It's what can you do with it? Can mm-hmm. you split it up into five or 10 acres? Can you sell the house? Can you rent the house? Can you you know, start a farm, you know, mm-hmm. raise cows and chickens. <laughs> I don't know what you can do with it. Maybe you just use it for an agricultural write-off. You could do that. Yeah. yeah. You buy could, some you know, goats. You know, you could, or you could buy it, <laughs> move and live in it. Yeah. Oh, what a concept. I live in the house. Or on the land. Yeah. Be old school. Yeah. Live off the land. Set some fires. You wouldn't, you could go camping and you would <laughs> never have to leave your property. Hey, you know, that's what, uh, uh, what's, what's our guy's name? Um, uh, Mr. Montana, but he's from here. Uh, Ted uh, Ted Turner. Oh yeah, yeah. Ted Turner. I mean, he said, "I want to buy enough land that I can ride my horse from one end of the state to the other without yeah. ever, without ever, getting off my land." And he was referring to 
uh, buying land in Montana. And from what I understand, I, th- I think he's done it. I think he's bought enough tracts of land to actually do it, or he's very, very close. He's, bought, he's got a lot of land out there. Montana's pretty big. And Montana's massive <laughs> and very flat uh, in most parts. You know, There's but. a big sky out there, too, I heard. That's what they call it, I think. Mm. Isn't it the big sky state? Mm-hmm. Love that place. I don't, know. I don't know either. I know that they don't have a speed limit on the highways. I'm moving. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the Autobahn out there. I like to go fast. <laughs> okay, Ricky Bobby. So anyway, let's go back to realtors. I think real, you know, there's different kinds of realtors. And in my psyche, there are investor-oriented realtors. They're the realtors that think and understand what it is investors need in terms of buying a house. And then there's the realtors that just throw whole bunch of properties that you say, well, why aren't you buying one from, yeah, yeah. from us? Well, you know, timing is everything for one thing. You know, maybe maybe we're, I'm covered up. I don't know. Or maybe there you're not sending me the right stuff. Or, or um, you don't maybe you don't know what the formulas are. And we've been over all that, all that in these programs, mm-hmm. what the formulas are. Mm-hmm. And so, but we're always working with, you know, two, three, four realtors. Mm-hmm. At any one time, whether it's on our commercial side mm-hmm. or whether it's on our single family residential side. That's right. And it's really important to understand how you want or really need to work with an agent, a realtor, uh, whether you're buying investment properties, whether you're selling a, an investment property, or whether you're buying it for yourself, you know, just your primary residence. You really need to have a plan in terms of how you're going to work with uh, the agent, the the realtor. Because most people, unfortunately, believe that, and and this is no shot to uh, anyone in particular, but most people believe that the realtor is the end-all, be-all for a knowledge base in the real estate industry. And 95% of the time, that's just not the case. So what you're saying is that really most realtors do not understand how to invest in real estate. I'm saying that most realtors, most don't really even understand the real estate market. <laughs> okay. <whoa. laughs> okay. So, wow. I know it's a big thing, but it, it, it really, it's all the proof is in the pudding. Sure. So you can look at the earnings, right? You have, you have guys like Sammy that are, you know, the top five, top 10% earners. That is hard work, right? It takes a lot of work to get up there and it takes not just knowing the market, it also takes understanding people because this is a people business as it always is. Yeah. But 95% of these agents that are out there aren't making any money because they're not putting in the work. Right. They're not educating themselves. They went to a class and if they luck up and get a listing, they just slap the listing down and just let it sit there and pray and hope that the phone rings. There's just no action behind their work. You know, you can't make money that way. You know, you brought Sammy to the table, if you will. And, uh, and, and I was kind of watching and just observing and, and you know what? I was down riding the neighborhood that we, we like, which is Southwest Atlanta. And mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of venturing out of that a little bit, but I drove by one of the houses that Sammy had listed and he was outside sweeping the driveway. That's right. I said, Holy moly, this Preparing guy goes, That's this right. guy goes above and beyond. I hope I didn't take anything away from his segment. <laughs> But I just wanted to preface this as people roll into, you know, hanging in through the next uh, uh, set of commercials, if you will. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and that's why we're working with this guy. 
That's exactly right. So listen, we're going to prepare to take this break. But when we come back, we've got Mr. Sammy Hadid, my man, Habibi, (laughs) right here on the Real Estate 360 show from the show to the pro. Let's do it. All right, all right. We are back. The Real Estate 360 show is back, and we are here. My name, of course, is Jason Miles. No, it's Jason O. Jason O. Miles. Miles. You got it. Yes. Thank you for correcting O. Miles. That stands for Oliver. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to know Oliver. Yeah, and I'm not Irish, so thank you. (laughs) And this is Steve Connolly, (laughs) aka Alvin. So, which is what you see a lot. (laughs) At least the last couple weeks, anyway. (laughs) No, I'm putting him back in the box. Hey, we have us have with us today a really special guest. We talked about him in the first segment. His name is Sammy Hadid with Keller Williams. Hello, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here with you fine gentlemen. That's right. Thank you. My pleasure. I'm so excited. Even got bananas on the side. For for all you listeners, you got to watch the show. Go to YouTube. Check out the show so you can see those banana socks because they're bright. Very bright. bright. Thank you, uh, burning, again, for having uh, me. Uh, retina burning bright at that. So, so. Sammy, what's your story? <laughs> so, I am a realtor here in Atlanta, a fantastic realtor, I'd like to add. Yes. I am a member of the Atlanta Board of Realtors, and I am in the top 10 percentile in regards to producing here in Atlanta. Are you excited about that? I'm not excited. <laughs> I am thrilled. Every day is a beautiful day to sell real estate. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, Sammy. I got to ask you, you know, now, of course, I'm familiar with your process. I've seen a lot of other agents over the years uh, that have processes, but nothing like the processes that you have implemented in your business to help people like me and Steve in our business. Can you kind of can you kind of talk a little bit about those processes and really how you even came up with them and why that makes you kind of stand out in the market. Certainly, I would be more than happy to, of course. Well, in real estate, when I was brought up, I was actually trained by a luxury listing agent, a very intense luxury listing agent. So when it comes to selling real estate, what he really instilled in me is that you do whatever it takes to get the property sold Mm -hmm. and make sure that it sells for top dollar on behalf of your clients, right? Mm -hmm. And that always, of course, starts with honesty and communication. So you sit down with the client, you, you are very honest with them in regards to what the property will sell for. You show them the facts as to why it would sell for this particular price. And then, of course, you ensure them that you'll do whatever it takes to get the property sold. So it really starts off from the beginning when you initially meet the client and you taper their expectations. Because, you know, buying real estate is a, and selling real estate is an emotional experience for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it's important that they know right up front based on comp- on the comps in the area, what they've sold for, how people will compare them, that they are realistic in regards to pricing in order to get the property sold. Okay. Uh, so <clears throat> I, I really like that. I think that that is one of the, one of the most solid uh, uh, beginning points to make people understand really, look, if this is really what this property is worth. You know, let's be realistic because we know that there are a lot of times very unrealistic sellers, right? And buyers for that matter. But 
uh, by saying, look, this is what this is, gives them an opportunity to say no to you, actually, right? Certainly. Absolutely. And I would never, ever lie to a seller and tell them that their house is worth a lot more uh, or tell them the price that they want to hear just to get a listing. I yeah. mean, that is a waste, a huge waste of time, not only for the seller, but for myself as well. That's right. Because, of course, time is money. Mm. And you don't have to sit on the market for months and months and months. All you need is an honest listing agent who does whatever it takes to get the property sold and, and tapers expectations. Yeah, I like that, whatever it takes part. Oh, absolutely. You know, because that speaks a lot to what you do. Uh, having witnessed it firsthand, you know, I have watched you uh, go into a property, not just sweep the outside. You know, I watched you put cameras in a house for for a client. I watched you. Uh, I love the... Um, the Mimosa Sunday uh, open, houses. open houses. I think those are fantastic. He even makes the house smell good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so. funny about the Mimosa open houses. There's not as many people drink as I realize, so I end up drinking most of it. So it's a oh. fantastic open house. I'm in a great mood all day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of those, yeah. <laughs> you just, they don't drink because they don't want to be that impulse buyer, right? Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> so another thing I wanted to ask you, is you primarily are a listing agent for, you know, single-family residents that are going to generally be sold to another homeowner to move in right away, yes. generally speaking. Mm -hmm. I, in, I'd say that's probably 98 99% of your business, right? Yes, I am primarily a listing agent. And uh, there's an art form. You know, certain realtors are excellent at being buyer's agents, while others are very good at being listing agents. And uh, what it comes to when you're a listing agent is that you actually prepare the house and coach the sellers to make sure that the house is at its maximum potential mm -hmm. so that we can maximize the value of the sale. And that's exactly what it is. It's a sale. Right. So in order to be a great listing agent, you have to be a great salesperson. So you highlight all the wonderful attributes that adds value to the buyers. And that's when you actually generate multiple offers and a multiple mm -hmm. offer situation where you actually you can actually bid the price up and get the property sold for top dollar. Absolutely. And that, again, it starts from pricing it properly from the very, very beginning, sometimes even playing a little game to get that war going, right? That a pricing absolutely. war. So these days I give clients options. They can price it at a value that may or may not get an offer, but it's right there where it's fair, mm -hmm. correct? Or you can price it perhaps 2 to 3% below the market value and that way, when we initially hit the market, we'll have a dozen showings over the weekend and perhaps two or three offers on the table by Monday or Tuesday. And that's what actually allows me to do my job. A lot of realtors aren't really aware, but you can actually bid the price up with the permission of the seller. If they allow you to share what it is that you have on the table with other realtors, mm -hmm. you can. And that way, you can tell the realtors what it is that you have on the table and you can get the price up to where it would have initially sold for. Right. But you don't waste any days on market. I mean, an every day on market is a day that costs you money, whether it's insurance, upkeep. If you still have a mortgage, you're still paying a mortgage That's on right. it. So I, I like to give people two options. And most of the time these days, people are taking the 2 to 3% below market value because, like I said, in the end, you're reducing the days on market, and at the same sense, you're maximizing the value of the sale. Right, and you're also, I'm sorry, but you're also taking advantage of the way of the market conditions today. 
So it isn't scorching hot like it was a year ago, right? right. So you've got to do a few different things. And more often than not, we're watching sellers from from an investor's perspective. An investor wants to, to look at the highest comp in the neighborhood and say, that's me. I want to be, you know, 2 or 3% above that even, right? right? Mm-hmm. And investors will also come to you and say, can you do it for 5%? Right. You know? Are you now? I am not an advocate of that. I believe that people should get paid what they're worth, as we were talking about in the first segment. Absolutely, right? yeah. I also believe that if you take a haircut, if if an investor comes to you and asks you to take a haircut, you know you may not share that with <laughs> the yeah yeah. You got to keep your look up, right? Yeah, yeah. You may because I'm I've, I've seen other investors say, okay, this is a a five percent or a four percent commission property. You get two and a half. I get two and a half. I've seen them say, you know, to the the other the other side of it where you get three, I get two, I'm gonna take the hit on this. But if you do the agreement at five percent, doesn't it show up on the forms? So it definitely shows up. Every and, agent can see that. And right? every agent sees it. If if you don't offer three percent to a buyer's agent, nobody's gonna show your property. I mean, you're you're right off the bat, you're limiting yourself to a fa- fantastic pool of buyers because real estate agents have 98% of the qualified buyers. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, I know no buyer's agent that shows properties that are at 2%, you know, none. Yeah. And then on top of that, if a listing agent is willing to take a haircut on their commission, I mean, if they don't care about their own money, you have to wonder how they're going to feel about yours, right? I mean, right. if they're cutting their commission just to get your business, what are they going to do to try and get a deal done? That's right. Are they, are they going to go up to bat for you or are they going to be a, a wet noodle? Yeah, I would go with wet noodle. And I think you'd be 100% correct in the wet noodling theory. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, you need a strong agent, you know, someone who cares about their money and your money. Right. And that reflects immediately when you meet your real estate agent. Because we've seen it. And, and you know, we, we've seen people, you know, try to chop down that price. We've seen people cheapen up, you know, quality work. You know, I would love to buy a Bentley for... Honda prices, right? It's just, it's just not a realistic thing. Well, you, you know? probably can, but it, you know, may have had a few accidents. You know, <laughs> just maybe, a few, maybe. Maybe it has, you know, two hundred or three hundred thousand miles. On Salvage it. title, yeah, <laughs> that's right. missing engine, you yeah, know, anything. Okay. But you, I just think it's important. You, you're saying, Steve? Well, Sammy just listed a property, you know, of ours. That's right. And um, and what you were saying as far as days on the market is really, really critical for us. Now, you had to bring my expectations into line. Because, you know, I was thinking, we're you know, $100,000 more. <laughs> you know, I forgot, you know, what it was actually going to sell for. And uh, so, but Sammy brought in the, you know, the, stati- the stats of what's been selling in that area. And uh, so, yeah, we elected to go with slightly below the market price, as you were just talking about. Why? Because, man, I don't want to make another payment on this property. Yeah. Because what you were saying is days on the market cost us money. Now, we're a little bit less emotionally tied to right. it than maybe the people who live there for the last 20 years. You know, we, you know, we haven't ever lived there. Well, I haven't. You, you, I don't know what you're doing in your spare time. But, um, the floor is very comfortable over there, by the <laughs> Very soft hardwoods. Yeah. But, uh, hey, man, at, at, at a $3,000 plus a month, you know, Expenditure. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm anxious to get that thing gone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so Sammy said, "Hey, if you want to get this thing done, let's get let's get it a little bit lower. Let's see if we can get a, you know, a little bit of a bidding war yeah. if we can do that. That'd Absolutely. And it's in the right neighborhood. So Sammy, 
For the people that are listening right now, how can they get a hold of you if they want to have a stellar performing uh, agent on their team? Absolutely. If you need me, I'd be more than happy to speak with any of you. You can find me on, at Sammy Hadid Real Estate on Zillow. You can Google my name, Sammy Hadid Real Estate. It'll pop up. Or if you like, please feel free to call me on my cell. 305-978-4249 is my cell. Again, please don't hesitate. Excellent service and top dollar on your home. All right, we are back. The Real Estate 360 show. From the show to the pro, as you like to say, Mr. Steve Connolly. I do like that. And yes, yeah, Steve Connolly and uh, Real Estate 360. Hashtag, I'm unemployable. That's right. That's right. Listen, we just had a wonderful segment with Mr. Sammy Hadid. I really enjoy working with Sammy. I'm not getting paid to say this, but uh, he, well, technically I am because we get paid when he performs, right? That's so right. Absolutely. Our, our payday is directly related to his performance. So, uh, but I, I definitely wanted to accentuate how important it is to have a solid agent on your team. Uh, if you're if you're a real estate investor and you're retailing real estate, you have to have someone that's got your back, that knows the market, that can tell you when you're fantasizing because a lot of us fantasize. Oh, yeah, that would be me. <laughs> you know? um, but, you know, I used to try to do it all. I used to try to buy it, and then I used to try to turn around and retail it. And, you know, that's just a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. And, by the way, it's Sammy Hadid, H-A-D-I-D. So when you're looking him up, Sammy, everybody knows how to spell Sammy, right? Uh, .com, SammyHadid.com. No, I think it's Sammy Hadid at KellerWilliams.com or something like that. I don't know, but it will be in the details yes. of this particular episode. And so, on our website. And on the website. You will absolutely know how to get a hold of him, telephone number, email address, all that great stuff. What's that What's that website we have? RealEstate360Show.com. That's the one. That's, That's the, one. the one. Hey, what about exit strategies? Well, I mean, we just talked about a great exit strategy yeah. uh, right there as it relates to retailing your property. But, but, and we've done this as well, there have been wholesale deals that we have listed with realtors in varying ways as yes. well. Yeah. So if you are, if you have a property, let's say in a, in a really good area or an up and coming area that just so happens to need a ton of work, could you wholesale it? You sure could. But I think in the last uh, show, Steve, you were talking about you were talking about sell, ha, having properties that don't fit our actual, you know, everyday wholesale financial oh, model. Right. So, you know, that would be a great opportunity. I mean, because you found that one listed. No, uh, I don't think. Which one are we talking about? Uh, one East, East Cobb. Cobb. No, that was a referral. Okay, that was a referral. But the other ones that we had in East Cobb were definitely listed. Yes. And those are great opportunities to use a realtor in some cases, because a lot of the investors that we deal with, that, that we know, you know, they're looking for those massive spreads. That property, now I don't think I'm going to get it because I don't think I'm in high enough. But, yeah. you know, this if you get the right property in the right location, like, like East Cobb is a perfect location for, right. for something like what you're talking about. So you find it through off-market marketing or referrals or Google AdWords or your mailings, you know, all that's in the four-week action plan. Um, 
So you find those properties and then you go ahead and buy them. You take them down, maybe using your own cash or 401k or rich uh, partner, rich capital funding. Absolutely. Hard money, private money. So you go ahead and buy it and then you list it in those areas. And you know, you'll get people just crawling all over you. It's a handyman special, but sell it as is or knock the ugly off. Like Scott (laughs) Bowen says, you know, do (laughs) a little bit to it. And I call that wholesale retail. It's like a wholesale, you're selling, but you're going to sell it to a handyman, mm-hmm. owner, homeowner kind of thing. That's right. And that's a that's a great way to sell a property that <clears throat> is in a great location but may not have a ton of equity. But guys like you and me yeah. would buy that because it's, at that point it's not, a, not necessarily about the percentage that fits the equation, but it is about the dollar amount. There might still be $50,000 of profit there. It just might equate to maybe 18%. Right or, or 22% instead of the 30% that we generally look for. And those, the honestly, and this is what everybody's looking for, is the property that you just have to come in and do paint and carpet on and yeah. do spruce it up and fix the yard. And you know what? Those are very few and far between yeah. in my personal experience. And, of course, in the, you know, the desirable areas, what people would consider super desirable, like mm-hmm. East Cobb, Sandy Springs, Dunwoody. Uh, you know, all those areas. So That's right. I think also when we're, you know, as we talk about exit strategies, I think it's very important for people to understand that in, a, in an economic climate such as we are living in at this moment, mm-hmm. you have to actually create your deals. You got to make them. They're not falling on your lap like they were two years ago no. or, or, or 10 years ago uh, for that matter. You know, you're not going to just go – and look at a listing and, and you can do, where just deals are just falling from the sky. You know, that's just not the way it is today. Now, listen, falling in your lap. Now, there's a little, I, I think I need to explain that. <laughs> you, you know, we were down in southwest Atlanta and looking at properties and we're saying, wow, you know, look at, look at what's going on here. Yeah. Now, and so we, we started, you know, buying those and wholesaling them and all that. And they were like all over the place. Well, they were, they didn't really fall in our lap is because we were there early. And most people that drove those streets were like, what are you guys doing? That's right. You know, this place is, this is rough. You know, we said, yeah, but, but look over here, this house sold for that. And this one over here sold for that. Look at these renovations and look at And they they said, well, we don't see it. That's right. You know, that's right. And that one, there were a lot of people, there were agents, there were other investors uh, in state, out of state, there were lenders mm-hmm. that you know, just weren't interested in it at all. A lot of people refused to come south of twenty, 20 the That's the right. interstate twenty, which is east and west. But you know, but the the thing for us is that we've seen this a time or two before, so yes. we can recognize the signs. And that's the benefit of living life, you guys, right? If you live long enough and you do the same thing industry wise, uh, at least. For that time period, you will begin to very easily recognize what's going on in your market. There's cycles. There There are are cycles. Big time cycles in this real estate industry. So, you know, I was around when they had the RTC that was, you know, closing down the savings and loans and selling off houses. And then, and then later on there was, uh, what was it? The, The other thing. So you had the savings and loans. Yeah. Then you had, uh, 
Black Monday, which affected really the stock market, but financial stocks were hit big time as well. Yeah. Uh, then the, I think that was in 88, 80, 87, I think. Somewhere in there, yeah. And then you had 91, the recession of 91. Yeah. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm talking like I'm a historian. Listen, there are cycles, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's the point. And so, you know, we were buying from the banks at that point, you know, when, when, it's, when they're down. And now you don't you don't buy them you don't buy the REOs from the banks they started just listing those with realtors but right. now you just have to go find the right areas you know I don't live in Southwest Atlanta I would yeah. honestly I would because I see that you know you go buy and buy a brand new renovated property and spend you know two fifty to three fifty or four hundred thousand on it I think that'd be a great investment right now. Yeah, it is right now. I mean, when we look at what we've seen, for all our local listeners here in the Atlanta area, you'll understand when you look at what happened in southeast Atlanta, you know, 12, 13 years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, it started probably 04, 05. I mean, really started to yeah. kind of catch on. As soon as the, the Cousins... Uh, brothers mm -hmm. redeveloped the golf course over there. Mm -hmm. That's when it started. Exactly. Yeah, that's when it started. Golf course. Yeah. It took about 15 years for that whole thing to really transform. Yeah. And now you're looking at pushdowns over there that are three, four hundred thousand dollars to push it down and build a new house. You know, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And a lot of times there is a catalyst going on. Like mm -hmm. Southwest, the Beltline is a yeah. catalyst. Yeah. And uh, hey, man, I heard about that for years and i said this is never going to happen yeah. all of a sudden it happened now it's happening that's right so, uh so we got on that uh bandwagon and and i've never honestly i've i've been in this for you know a few years decades and then uh <laughs> i've never seen any property values and cha and areas change as fast as what we're seeing in southwest yeah Atlanta. it's it's changing extremely fast there's tremendous opportunity but i think that you know, even with that, there are checks and balances that have to be uh, put in place, yeah. you know, on all levels. And and we see that. We see that in our permitting. We see that in some of the financing opportunities. We're seeing that now with uh, values, you know, in that area. Even though they're steadily increasing in an economic climate that is requiring things to either either be still or go down 5 or 10%, right. we're still seeing increases of that same 5 or 10% year over year. Yeah. In southwest Atlanta, it's an amazing thing it, to watch. It has slowed down a good bit. Yes. and uh, But, it's again, it's just cycles, and you just have to kind of step back a little bit, you know, and yeah. and watch the cycles and maybe do some transitioning. You know, the, the wholesale is getting more difficult for us down there because mm -hmm. everybody wants top dollar. So, you know, we stepped out and started doing um, renovations, fix and flips. That's right. And we're stepping into multifamily just because we want to diversify. Well, you know, it's amazing that you bring that up right now. Amazing. It is. It's absolutely phenomenally amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm loving it right now because that's what it is. The reason that we can kind of move laterally in this industry is because, of course, we can recognize the signs and symbols. You know, when one place gets a little difficult, we move over to another place. Not necessarily geographically, but in your investment strategy. There's a reason that this show and our and our tutorials are called Real Estate 360 mm. because it encompasses everything. If you don't know how to do a thing, we can help you figure out how to do that thing. It doesn't matter if it's wholesaling, fix and flip, uh, developing your business, building your business, 
uh, getting into multifamily, syndications. Who do you go? Who do you talk to about documentation, legal uh, representation for you on any given level? Recognizing things is one thing. Right. Being able to put yourself in position to take advantage of it is totally different. You know, uh, we've been around the block a few times. We're not just standing in front of a classroom when we teach. We are teaching from personal experience. Correct. And, you know, a long time ago, I decided I wasn't going to read any novels. You know, I decided anything I read or looked at is going to be self-improvement of some sort. That's right. And that has paid off in a, in a big way. That's right. And you do the same thing. Absolutely, because it propels you forward. You have to take this information to heart and apply it. Without application, you can forget about all this stuff. But right. let's let's do that. Yeah. Hey, it's Steve Connolly here, Real Estate 360 Show. And it's and Jason Miles. It's Jason Miles, the real estate trainer. And we have a collective mindset here. Yeah. That has propelled us. Far beyond, I think, where we could have gone individually. What is it that, the, that Napoleon Hill said in his book, Think and Grow Rich? What, and what did he say? He said, two minds create a third more powerful mind. He didn't say it like that. It was in, it was in print. <laughs> that was uh, very very <laughs> scary the way he said it right there. Real, real Halloween-ish. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> two minds create a third more powerful mind. That's correct. Yeah. That collective mind is very, very important. And and the reality is for most people, I want to just explain, Steve and I are partners in pretty much everything we do, but it doesn't, you don't have to necessarily do that. If you find someone that you can work with, like we've discussed before, that you can share with, again, you're in a relationship and you have to be able to talk about where you're at, what you're thinking, how you want to do this and share. If you're not in a partnership, it's good to be at the table with people that think like that. Because just being at that table, just being able to bounce ideas off of other people is equally as important. Well, it's just important, period. It's just important. If you're all by yourself, you don't have to be because you're, you're limited to your experiences at that point. You know, and, and your economics, um, people have said over and over again, you know, look around at the, your five right. best friends or your five people that you hang around with. And you take an average of that, and that's what you're making. Whatever they're making is what you're making. So in order to get into a higher bracket, you need to hang around with people who make more money. That's exactly right. You know, you know I had a very interesting conversation this weekend, actually, about where this were exact you in, uh, Where were you this past weekend? So we were in uh, Las Vegas this weekend, not gambling, you know, not partying, but, but working, developing relationships, uh, doing some kind of training, you know, those kinds of things, right? And, uh, you know, th during those uh, conversations and, and talking with some of the students that were at this particular event, one of the biggest things that came up was literally what you just talked about. What? Looking at your five, your closest, the closest five people around you. Yeah. And you being, you know, the average of mm -hmm. that income, yeah. or even if you're at the top end of that income, because that's where the problem is, right? That's where the problem is noticeable, yes. right? When you're the, when you're the economic uh, uh, epitome of your group of friends, yeah. it's definitely time to get a new group of friends, but therein lies the problem. No one really wants to shake their friends. 
right? People just generally want to hold on to their friends because they've got this history with them, right? Sure. But you'll notice that conversations begin to change. Uh, one of the one of the conversations that came up, and this is it's really funny, but it's not. It's so sincere. Mm-hmm. So there's a oh, there was a woman there uh, that has through real estate changed her life after retirement. Wow, fantastic! Okay, so she had about four hundred thousand dollars saved, but she lives in New York, so it's nothing. All right, uh, she had about four or five hundred thousand saved up. And then, of course, she had a pension, but it, it's not going to be enough to sustain her. She's only 56 years old. She's retired. It's not going to sustain her for another 30 years of life. So she knew she needed to do something. Yeah. And she was proactive in getting an education, learning how to do real estate, and implementing those 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 uh, strategies. She took action. She massive took action. Massive action, man. <laughs> right. You know, she took action. And she has now transformed her life. She's doing, she's earning way more money than she's made in her previous career. Uh, She was in corporate America, but she's earning twice as much now, two years after she started her her education. But her friends, yeah, her friends are still the people that, you know, she grew up with, uh, lived around, you know, developed a relationship with. So while we were at the event, her friend calls her up. Uh, it was a Friday night. We were doing this roundtable dinner, and her, with some high earners or some education people, a little bit of both. Okay, a little bit of both, but definitely high earners uh, all across the board. But even even the students that were there, uh, this was a a mastermind group uh, or, or a, par, a part of it. Right. Uh, there were probably ten of them, uh, twelve of us collectively there. But so she gets a call from her friend and her friend is all excited because she just got uh, the approval from the Social Security Department for $2,000 a month. And she was, I mean, like, wow, overly excited. You can hear her talking on the phone. Yeah. And her friend didn't say anything. The lady that we were with, she didn't say anything there. The conversation came up a couple days later on Sunday when we were talking about your friends. And she was at a crossroads, you know, what do I do? I'm, I can't just cut her off because I love her as a friend, but I can't I hang with her anymore. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> she, and she, she had to fight herself to find a way to be happy that she got this $2,000 or to be sure. happy for her yeah. that she got this $2,000 a month, uh, whatever you call it, stipend, payment, whatever, from Social Security. But the point is it's a way of thinking. Because this is a woman who pulled herself out of what could have been a bad situation immediately. Yeah. And she's around a bunch of people now that are walking her through these new processes, that are teaching her new strategies, putting new, new op- opportunities in front of her that she can take advantage of. And she's doing it. She's doing it in mass. But she knows no one. Outside of this circle. Right. When she goes home, it's just her. She's by herself. You know, environment is so important because it will have a huge influence on what happens next. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was listening to this station, Dale Walmsley. I don't know the man. You know, he has a radio show on every every day, I think, from 12 to 1. Yeah. And he's talking about you cannot solve a problem from the same 
energy that created the problem. And he was talking specifically about economics. He said, he said you know, if, you ha- if you're poor and you've got a, a, a problem and you approach that problem from the poor mentality, you're mm. going to remain poor. <laughs> and you can't go in and solve it. You have to go, if you're a middle-income earner or you're a high-income earner, You've got to, you're, you're not going to be able to solve the problem if you're within those mental uh, blockages, yeah. areas. So how did you change your circle? How did I you? created a new one. Yeah, I know. You became an influencer. Right. But how did that play for you? Because that's a totally different strategy than what most people are told and what most people are doing. Listen, this is going to get into some weird stuff, you know, if you really want to know, but. <laughs> No, nah, seriously, I just used my imagination. Yeah. I've just imagined what I wanted to be. And I started acting as if I had that. That's right. And all of a sudden, things start showing up. So it's and all then, about belief. And then, yeah, it's all about belief. <laughs> Dot com, by the way. <laughs> Actually, it's not all about, it's called It's About Belief. Yes. Dot com without the apostrophe. But, um, you know, a couple years ago, you and I were talking. I called you because I was trying to recruit you into this multi-level marketing thing. Yeah. And uh, and you said, yeah, I've got one too. Listen, I'll sign up. You sign up. You want to do some real estate. I got to tell you how long ago that was real quick. Okay. That was five years ago. No way. It could not have been. 2014. I'm thinking. 2014. <laughs> wow. 2014. I know moment. it doesn't seem like it's been five years, but that was five years ago. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, it doesn't. It seems like two years, maybe. <laughs> so anyway, you said you want to do some real estate. I said no, I don't think so. Anyway, <laughs> so and then of course you know, a month or two later, you know we're doing real estate. That's right. And uh, so we just bootstrapped ourselves up from you know, not much. That's but it was we. It wasn't a matter of can we do it. No, it wasn't a that that never even came. It's like okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And this is how we're going to do it. Uh, and then we're going to start working on this. And some of the things we're doing now weren't even on the horizon. Not at you all. Know, back then, you know, not even three years ago, you know. So, you know, and, and that just kind of proves the point of what you're saying. You know, you don't have to do anything but take action. Simply taking action turns you into an influencer. Look, look Woody Allen said, all you know, success is 80% showing up. Yeah. but. I would disagree with that a little bit because um, I think a hundred percent of success is about what you imagine yourself to be. Mm-hmm. And then all you have to do is just step out there and kind of look around and say, okay, what's showing up? That's right. And, uh, and then you just pick the one you like the best. That's exactly right. And never listen to the naysayers in your life. You know, if you want to do real estate and, and the people around you are like, oh, that's going to take too much money. You know, you don't have the credit. You don't, you don't have the this. You don't have the that. Let me tell you, you know, we have done this. Steve has talked about it. I have talked about it. We have done this with no money. We still do it with no money in certain circumstances. Yeah. You know, we just did a deal where, you know, we, we could make twenty thirty thousand dollars $30,000 on that deal. We don't have a penny out of pocket. You know, here's what we have learned is that when opportunity shows up, all of the resources for that opportunity mm. are within your grasp. You know, you might not be able to see them right about, you know, you might look over at your checkbook and you say, whoops, 
there's not enough in here to do this. But that doesn't matter. You know, all the resources are right here. They are right here. And it is very important. It is imperative that you sit down right now and decide what you want to do for yourself. What do you want to learn? Where do you want to go? Because if you can't figure that out for yourself, you'll be next week, next month, next year, a decade from now, sitting in that same seat, pondering the same questions. Stop thinking about things and start doing things. Take advantage of what you have in front of you. Listen to what we have to say. Visit us or whoever. It doesn't even have to be us. It doesn't even have to be real estate for that matter. Whatever it is, you might want to be a baker. Go be a baker. Be great at it. Go to school, watch YouTube videos, do whatever it is you're going to do. But stop asking questions about how and start doing it now because now is your win. The only question you should ask is, what would I love to be doing right now? And then just go do that. You know, what's wrong with that? You know, we're free to do whatever we wish, right? That's right. So um, I want to be a candlestick maker, (laughs) not a baker. I'll be the butcher and he can be the baker. So, (laughs) Well, thank you for listening. This is Jason Miles with the Real Estate 360 Show. Steve Connolly is signing off. Go to the pro. See you next week. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833-WILL-BUY. Se habla español. Llámanos. Call us today. 